Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Don't get lost in the weeds. Don't get lost in the weeds. So we've been talking this week about for-profit business as ministry, and we've been taking a journey into understanding what that really means. And my goal is to hopefully allow us to gain some better insight so that we can embrace the idea of ministry in our businesses so as believers we can be more certain, we can be more assured about our standing and building businesses that not just fuel the kingdom but serve the needs of people practically right now by how we display the excellencies of God in all that we do, right? So... Today, don't get lost in the weeds. We have learned over this past couple of days that ministry happens during the time when business is taking place, or my favorite word, as, right? Ministry happens as business is taking place. But as we build our businesses, right, there are steps to it. There is a process to building. There is a maturation process in business. Many people focus on growth, but very little is ever said about maturation, right? That is where the ministry side of it takes place because as you mature as the business owner, your business matures. It matures in its ability to minister to the lives of those that come in contact with it. So as we build our businesses, how do we keep from getting lost in the weeds of the worldly conditioning that ministry only occurs in religious operations? Because some of those things are struggle, right? Some oftentimes believers struggle with understanding that in a for-profit business and company that they are actually ministering. They think that if they're not working in the religious ministry areas of religious operations, that they're not in ministry. And the goal for this week is for us to change that and turn that completely on its head, just like Jesus did. He turned the organizational chart of leadership on its head, and we're turning the idea of business Ministry being that one has to happen in order for the other, it's either or, but they happen as a conjunction. They happen together. I want you to get this so much because I believe that this is what holds back a lot of believers from seeing the success and the prosperity in their business because they're judging it and measuring it by wrong standards. When you understand that your business is a ministry, you are measuring it by God's standards. You are building it based on his principles, the way that he guides you, and he has given you a full instruction manual in order to get it done. Understanding business and ministry at deeper levels will help to keep you from to help will help to keep you moving forward in your divine direction that has been carved out specifically for you so that you don't get caught up in the weeds, that you don't get caught up with things growing around inside of your business that are not meant for you, right? So we looked at business, the definition in the late Middle English meant an appointed task. But I also went a little further, and I wanted to understand what does business mean in the Greek, right? Because we're talking about the instruction manual laid out for us, and a lot of those things came out of the Greek language. And so 
for that, it had a similar meaning, but there's different variations in Greek. So the first variation is spelled P-R-A-G-M-A, which is like pragma, right? Which is sort of like the root uh, where pragmatic comes from, right? But pragma means a deed, a matter from. There's also a variation in that that is proso, P-R-A-S-S-O, which is where pragma comes from, and it means accomplishing by regular practice or properly. It's the habit needed to accomplish what is necessary. In example, it says, in a practical and reliable way. Another version of business in the Greek variation is P-R-A-G-M-A-T-E-U-O-M-A-I. I'm not going to try to pronounce that for y'all, but I spelled it. And it says, to busy oneself. Properly, it's also referred to as the ancient mercantile term for trading or exchanging. That means to make gain or to do business. More figuratively speaking, to bear much fruit. In an example, it's the opposite of being fruitless because one is refusing to make trades by playing it safe. And the third variation goes back to pragma, P-R-A-G-M-A, but its meaning is everyday business. Always has an incalculable eternal worth when done in faith by God's inner worked persuasions. So I really thought all three of these variations gave a very deeper insight for me into looking at the business that I do, meaning it's a deed. I'm accomplishing this thing by regular practice. It's becoming a habit that is needed for me to accomplish what's necessary. It's a form of exchange, putting myself in a busy state, not busy from the sense, from the sense of no particular aim, but it's to make a game, to do business, and to bear much fruit. It's the opposite of me playing it safe. It's the, it's, it's the form of me actually getting out there and making trades. It's my everyday business, how I live every day. And it is how it has no ability to be calculated because it has an eternal worth. Eternal worth cannot be calculated. And it's when it's done in faith. Right, Whatever it is that I do every day in the form of exchange to make a gain and to complete deeds or to accomplish a task that's necessary, and I'm doing it by faith, I'm doing business. I don't know about you, but that set me free today. Like, I don't know about you, but that did a whole lot for me. It really helped to understand that we are not to limit business down to the walls of economics. We have to understand that business is our everyday living. It is in all things that we do. So I said this on our networking event yesterday, and it was amazing how it, it, it came up in that setting, and, and it fits perfectly into today. When you get to know you, 
you get to know your business. Your business is going to mature by how much you mature in knowing who you are, knowing what you are capable of doing, knowing how far your skills go, what your abilities are, and also knowing what you are not called to do, right? If you are attempting to behave and operate a business that goes against your natural state, it's not going to work for you. Now, you might see some worldly success, but it's not going to fit the ministry that you have been called to do. It is not ministering to the lives of the people that you come into contact with. If you're calculating it by the world standards, it is not going to gain eternal worth. This is where understanding ministry and its meaning is important. Ministry in Greek is the word D-I-A-K-O-N-I-A, diakonia. And for a believer, this specifically refers to spirit-empowered service that is guided by faith. So we see faith shows up in business and in ministry. And in Greek, the word faith is the word P-T-S. It's spells P-I-S-T-I-S, and it's pronounced P-T. That is the Lord's in-birth persuasion. Faith is the Lord's in-birth persuasion. For a believer, P-T-S is always a gift from God and never something that can be produced by people. For the believer, peace teeth is God's divine persuasion and therefore distinct from human belief or confidence, but it does involve it. See, we have, according to the world standards, we have to be confident in our business efforts. But according to God's standards, you need to have the inverse persuasion of the Lord, which is faith. You don't have to be confident in your belief and ability, but your belief and ability has to be surrendered to the divine persuasion of the Lord within you. And therefore, you get to operate your everyday business as you build your ministry by the spirit-empowered service that's guided by your faith. See, none of this ain't got nothing to do with us. We just are candidates through which it works, right? We're just conduits or channels through which this thing works, and we have to surrender ourselves unto it. There is no business activity or ministry, right, that you've been asked to do that you've not been empowered to do. So when you go around as a business owner and you're only focused on the business and not business as ministry, you get lost in the weeds because you start going over to other things because you see what's working there and you think, well, my business needs this because it's not happening in this timing or it's not doing this thing or they talk real good and it's tickling to your ears and you start thinking, well, what they say worked for them, that should very well work for me. So now you can start getting where your grass ain't being cut over here and so we start growing and you are distracted from the thing that you've been called to do. But see, the great thing about the inverse persuasion of the Lord that we serve, he going to correct us. But see, our understanding of correction seems to be that we're getting his wrath. 
And it's not his wrath, it's his correction. Because as a believer, you are saved from the wrath of God, but you will never escape his correction because you are his chosen people. So when you are on your journey, you will get corrected. Sometimes as leaders, that correction comes in the form of isolation. We might be put in a place where we got to go sit down. We got to go backstage. We got to go take and be the backup to somebody else sometimes because there is a maturation process that's taking place. See, the inner persuasion in you has to mature to a place that is no longer your human belief or confidence, but it is God's divine persuasion that guides you. Because, see, when you are divinely persuaded, you can't never be taken off what he told you to do. You don't ever say, well, they doing that and I need to do this. You be, you're able to hold steadfast even in the midst of somebody else's success. You are able to keep doing what you've been called to do even when it doesn't look like it met measures up to what somebody else is doing. That is the thing that we need to get hold to and understand that your business as a ministry and giving yourself over to that understanding and operating will empower you to do just that. So as I close, I want to give you four things to stay out of the weeds, and we'll go deeper into them on tomorrow. But the first thing is that you must know who you are and whose possession you are. Visit 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. You will understand clearly that you are chosen as a believer, and you are possessed by the most powerful one. Therefore, all things that you do belong unto him. Secondly, know that you are empowered by your Lord to serve your Lord. He's not asking you to do something he hasn't directly empowered you to do. Third, operating by standards of excellence that the Lord has already given you. Implementing your own standard operating procedures for the business that you've been called to run. And fourth, remain a yielding believer. Not just a believer, but a yielding believer. One that yields unto the will of the one that you has chosen you. Making sure that you surrender yourself unto his correction. All four of these will keep you from getting in the weeds. It will help you to understand and operate that business as a ministry full time in whatever aspect you find yourself doing business. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you, encouraged you, ignited you, lit a fire under you as it has done for me, and I definitely encourage you to go ahead and do your own study so that you can get this real time as to where you are and making sure that you apply it in the way that it fits into your life. Thank you so much for joining us here on Wisdom Inspired, and we will meet you back on the line tomorrow morning at the same time. Y'all have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.